0: All right, Betty's, welcome back to Gigi Magic and continuing our series into a deep dive into my book, The Betty Body, which has reached number one in over 20 uh, health categories, was number eight in all books um, on Amazon last week. So, super, super proud of the impact that it's making, of the Betty's that it's reaching, and the Betties, the future Betty's that are going to be transformed as a result of it. So if you have been listening to this series, we have been talking about hormones. We have been talking about all those different permutations of hormones, whether it's high estrogen, uh, low progesterone, high testosterone, low testosterone, We've talked about how morning routines are sexist. We've talked about evening routines, the importance of sleep, the importance of sex and orgasms. And at this point in the book, and this was very strategic on my part, we now at this point, chapter eight, start talking about nutrition. And there's a real reason why I didn't start off with nutrition, because, you know, you know, as much as nutrition is important, we really do need to take into account that nutrition is going to affect everybody a little differently. And if you are someone who for example, runs estrogen dominant, you are going to need a specific nutritional tailoring to your unique hormonal environment. The same is true if you are androgen dominant or you don't have if you have low testosterone. So I wanted to bring the food conversation, the nutrition conversation about halfway through the book. So out of the 13 chapters, this is chapter 8 and we do a deep dive into ketosis for women. And of course, this can be this is something that is front and center and has been front and center in my world for the past 5 or 6 years when I first started playing around with a ketogenic diet. I was doing it like the guys were doing it, Uh, bacon, butter, burgers, and repeat, (laughs) you know, bacon with a side of bacon with some extra bacon. And really this chapter is how to structure a ketogenic diet for a woman. And there are some primary goalposts that we really want to be making sure that we hit as a woman. So I talk about this in the book. We talk about the value of resistant starches. We talk about the value of insoluble fiber and some of the other components of a female-specific ketogenic diet and as you very well know by now, if you've been listening to Geeky Magics, of course, uh, I've wanted to do part story time, so I want to read you an excerpt from the book, and I want to give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes around the excerpt or the chapter itself. So this excerpt that I'm going to read to you is about cholesterol, because this is one of the perhaps most Hotly debated, potentially misunderstood uh, molecules. It is, it has been vilified in the past. We've been told to not eat uh, our egg yolks. We've been charged extra for just egg whites at the said, you know, at brunch places, and you know, we've been told to avoid cholesterol-containing foods because of this idea that cholesterol um, causes cardiovascular disease or that it causes um, um, atherosclerotic uh, processes where we're starting to see this atherogenic plaquing um, in the, uh, or on the uh, arterial wall. And I wanted to really address this because a lot of people who first come to keto will say, well, what about my cholesterol? Aren't I going to have a heart attack because I'm eating so much fat? And we do discuss some of the different permutations of people who respond to the ketogenic diet. Um, It has been my observation, and I believe that this is also reflected in the literature, that about 80%, 80 to 90%, really, depending on where you are in the world, most people have a positive response to implementing a ketogenic diet. Now, there are some genetic uh, factors at play here. There are some people who really are uh, what we call hyper responders, so people who do not uh, metabolize fats uh, properly, specifically saturated fats. But as I mentioned in the book, this really runs at a very low rate in the population, anywhere between 10 uh, and 20%. So I've given you in the book, we actually outline all of the lipid markers that you should be looking for maybe when you first start your ketogenic diet, and then something for you to monitor over time with your primary health care provider. Um, and we've I've had lots of conversations about this on the podcast. If you want to uh, go back and listen to my conversation with Dr. Ethan Weiss on cholesterol, I think that you'll find that also a really great conversation as well. Okay. So without further ado, here is an excerpt from the Betty body. And this little subtitle that I'm going to read you is called cholesterol is actually your fairy godmother. Now, I understand that this statement may be shocking to some, especially those of you who grew up in the low-fat, high-carb diet era, like I did. We've been told that fat clogs our arteries, it raises our cholesterol, and it primes us for heart attacks. The thing is, our liver produces upwards of 80% of the cholesterol in our bodies. 80% Betty! That means that modulating your dietary cholesterol up or down is not going to make a major dent in your cholesterol levels. And if you are too aggressive in your cholesterol lowering efforts from your diet, your liver, that wily smart minx that she is, will start to increase her production of cholesterol to make up for the lack of it in your diet. On the contrary, it is in the consumption of excess carbohydrates where we run into a problem. Excess carbohydrate consumption has been shown to upregulate triglyceride production and low-density lipoproteins. These low-density lipoproteins are much more susceptible to oxidative damage and contributing to atherogenesis or the formation of arterial plaquing. The combination of low fat and high carbohydrate consumption is one of the major contributing factors to cholesterol issues and pre-diabetes. So I think it is high time that we finally sing the praises of cholesterol. It is a necessary structural element in the brain and the nervous system. It is the mother from which all of your sex hormones are made. Your progesterone, your estrogens, your testosterones, and your cortisol are all synthesized from cholesterol. And this is why I'm not a fan of low cholesterol diets over the long term. I think that this dietary approach has been a major failure that still persists today. In one study of over 52,000, like note the N, 52,000 Norwegians, researchers found that women with total cholesterol levels below 195 milligrams per deciliter had a higher risk of death than women with cholesterol levels above that cutoff. Another study published in the American Journal of Medicine found that people over 70 years of age with total cholesterol levels below 160 milligrams per deciliter had twice the risk of death than with those with cholesterol levels between 160 and 199 milligrams per deciliter. And so I go on from there, but you can see that cholesterol has been demonized potentially inappropriately. And, and while I'm certainly not suggesting that there is a one size fits all for any given nutrition protocol, I think that most of us are more fearful of cholesterol than we really ought to be, because as I'm as I as you heard in the excerpt, it is the um, major constituent in our brain and our central nervous system. We really it's very important for our brain in order to function properly. And of course, it is the precursor to our sex hormones and some of our counter regulatory hormones like cortisol. So I go on in this chapter to outline what a female-centric ketogenic diet is and how long, as a Betty, you should be doing keto. And I'll give you a little spoiler: I am not one of those uh, zealots, if you will, um, or cult enthusiasts in the low-carb community that thinks that you need to be in ketosis forever, um, which is probably why I'm not super popular um, <laughs> in, in the in the uh, in the community. I know that. A lot of people who agree with me, uh, and there are still several others that do not. But I don't think that women should be in ketosis for ever. It is one of the easiest ways to mess up your neurotransmitters, to mess up your sleep, to cause your ovaries to shrink, and to give you the most abnormal menstruation ever. So if those are things that are exciting to you, then by all means, ketosis for life. Um, but as I suspect, uh, isn't, that is not true for you. And accordingly, I think that there can be appropriate an appropriate application a therapeutic nutritional ketosis, a state of ketosis for women, that can can be used for weight loss, for brain health, for helping with our energetic, our energy systems become more efficient, but uh, it is something that I um, have not seen in my client base and in the literature to be relatively healthy for women. So here's what I would love for you to do. If you have not already, I would love for you to go to uh, your online retailer, whether that's, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you buy books, and I would love for you to pick up a copy of of the Betty body. And we'll put a link to where you can find it in your country in the show notes. And I would love for you to just have a look through it and see what resonates. There have been so, there's been so much feedback for women that are like, oh my God, I had no idea that I could pair keto with my menstrual cycle. I had no idea that I could structure my morning routine in this way. And I would love to hear from you. So if you have found uh, the ketogenic diet, or the protocols that I outline in the Betty Body to be useful for you, feel free to leave a review or a rating on Amazon if you feel that it is worthy of whether it's a five star uh, rating or it's a review uh, I would love to uh, I would love to see your review and my team and my publisher we're all sort of keeping track of of the reviews and the ratings that come in so with that my dear betty I hope that you are having a wonderful geeky magical day and we will see you very soon for our next segment in geeky magic so next week we're actually going to talk about keto cycling so we've been talking now about about how to structure, you know, a, a full spectrum therapy, or I should say not full spectrum, but a therapeutic intervention of ketosis where you're consistently in ketosis and the next chapter keto cycling for all women is up on the dock for next week's Geeky Magic. Until then, I love you and I'll see you real soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare providers' advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.